Whistle Pig and the Bear is a collection of conversations between two best friends of 30 years as they talk about friendship, spirituality, and all of the stuff that happens in between. We hope you enjoy. Ready for anything. Ready to work, work play, play, serve, obey, worship, live, and etc. Etc. This episode brought to you by etc. Numero ocho, not ocho, ocho. <laughs> ocho. Oh. Do the clap thing. Ready? Yeah. All right. Good evening, Steve Gallagher. How are you today? Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. Wherever you are. Yeah. Good evening. That's right. This is uh, a special episode, not because it's anything special, but simply because we're taping this at night after a long week instead of on Saturday mornings. It's Friday night. And uh, as always, it's good to see your face over this Zoom. Good to see and, you, buddy. Uh, excited? I don't know if excited is the word that I would use about what I'm feeling right now um, and what we're going to talk about. You had some good ideas. I'm sure we'll get into those later. But um I kind of want to talk about what do you do when you're just physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually weary, hmm. because that's where I am right now. Um, not to say I'm depressed because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not depressed in the moment. Uh, that's a different thing, which I've dealt with. Um, and I'm not just tired but the air seems heavy and it feels difficult to breathe. Hmm. And I find myself sighing, S-I-G-H, sighing quite a bit, which I've always said is your soul trying to come up for air. And I'm not sure why. And I wanted to talk to you about it. And I wanted process to it share. together yeah i want us to process it together the world is uh the world's in turmoil right now and uh uh it's just wearisome turning on the tv or listening to the radio but even beyond just trying to stay away from the media right i, I others have called me an empath um which the best explanation that I've heard of that, and I'm not sure if it's certain or not, is uh, just someone who is uh, acutely sensitive mm. to um, the joy or the pain or whatever the emotional um, feeling is being held. And I'm wondering if right now with what's going on in the world, um, and coming out of COVID, so already 
reserves depleted. Yeah. If I'm just uh, if I'm just feeling the collective pains of the world, hmm. uh, and, and I know that's different than just being stressed or depressed, but those things certainly don't help at a time like now. So I was curious about that. I wanted to share some of my thoughts on that. But uh, as I say those things to you, I, of course, love and respect you. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to what your thoughts on that are. Because hmm. this is the kind of thing that I would call you. Yeah, at the this, end of the night. this would be a phone call on your drive home from, uh, from teaching yep. or, or, church, me, or me or, calling you early in the morning and saying, I don't know if I have it in me to go in today. Right. Yep. 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 Yeah. It makes me, uh, makes me take a deep breath. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel like this conversation, uh, whether it's been between us, um, friend groups, co-workers that that people have been saying something similar to this for the it, probably longer than this but really um notice really noticeable for me since the holidays right like i think about um people who um who who um have seasonal affective disorder or or seasons where you where you have your uh, your peaks and your valleys and it right. seems like the seasons where people used to have their peaks, their high notes, their uh, their tanks getting refilled, if you will, that those seasons aren't aren't happening um, for the past couple of years. So when you when you talk about feeling like the tank is empty, and and I think you even said this, but even the reserve tanks, which right. you would normally kick in, uh, everything is empty, and it seems like people. Um, and we've talked about this, have even, uh, struggled to get there. <laughs> it's like, it's not enough that one tank is empty, but when both tanks, your reserve tank, reserve tank and the other tank are both empty, it's like, God, what do you, what do you do then? Right. And, uh, and you said something cause a lot of people may not be familiar with, uh, the, the term empath or when you're talking about being sensitive, I would I would add to that highly sensing. So mm -hmm. it's like every uh, receptor is on high alert. Um, you know, live. Um, we'll we'll talk about feeling that same thing, like always feeling what's on. So it's not just about being a sensitive person, but being a highly sensing right. person where you just you pick up on the energy of every room that you walk into and how how draining that can be. Yeah. When, when did you, when did you start like really noticing it or feeling it? Hmm. I mean, you, you had, uh, some physical, um, issues when I say issues for lack of a better term last year that were really keeping you and, and you were trying to figure out what, what the root cause of this ongoing headache was that you had for like almost a year like that was keeping you down. And so, it was like you couldn't get your tank refilled then because of that, or that was part of it, right? And then when there's health issues, but when you get on the other side of that and you're thinking, can my tank 
here now my tank can get refilled and it doesn't happen. Like that's that's another blow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, for I mean, some of you know who are listening, but many of you don't. Um, I had some issues after my second COVID vaccine shot. I basically February of last year got the shot, and by the time I'd walked to my car, developed a, a headache, and it was a very strange headache. And anyway, that headache persisted for months. It wasn't a series of headaches. It wasn't that I had a couple of headaches a day. It was that I did not cease from having headaches. Uh, to the point where I'm in my subconscious, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm experiencing in dreams, all kinds of head trauma, um, waking up in pain. And so I have a, we have a good friend, uh, his name is Dr. Jerome Lube, uh, Luby, um, who has, uh, helped me, but I don't know, uh, I, I tend to carry burdens, the burdens of folks, and uh, that's why I'm in weekly therapy, <laughs> so I can share, and so I can unload, and so I can have someone help uh, me sort and process things, and that's why I practice the meditations that I do and the breathing exercises, and that's why I get, you know, at least eight hours of sleep, sometimes as much as 11 hours of sleep a night. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and, and last year you were going to bed at five o'clock every day. Had to. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's where you were with that. I was getting up at seven last year, which is really late for me to get to work at time on 7.30 and then yeah, but by five o'clock, I was asleep. Yeah. I just couldn't. Um, but now, I I don't feel it's as physical mm. as it was. I, I feel now like I'm carrying a lot of people, and it may not even be people I, I know. Wow. Just feeling weight. And of course I have kids and I'm, I'm hearing their stories every day and I'm their safe spot to a lot of them. And, and those are, those are high school students, right? Like that's the age group. Yeah. Those are, yeah, those are high school students. And then there's uh church Youth members. Then there's people in the community who I serve as a quasi uh, unofficial minister shepherd too. And then there's former friends and students from, what 15 years at southeastern so it's not unusual for me to hear. right and that's that's not out of the norm what i would say is is right you're not saying that all of a sudden all of this started where people just started reaching out to no. you and and sharing their their challenges that's that's been 30 plus years yeah and and i'm sure there's some cumulative effects there but what um i don't know i mean whether it's Ukraine or it's the divided political nature of the country, um, kind of, kind of feel like when you're, I mentioned it and then you, you kind of referenced it again. It's hard for me to, to pull from my reserve tanks, you know, and I think about my dad. I think my dad, I think he had a 
truck once that had two tanks, mm -hmm. right? I think that was him. Anyway, um, I just went up and I just went and filled my car up and it cost me over $50. Um, what's, what's the gas up, there? What's the cost? It's almost $4. Yeah. Same here. I want to say, I want to say 389, I think is what it was for just regular unlimited unleaded but it's like joy is more expensive <laughs> it's, it's just like everything has such nuance to it or has such uh well yeah there's that but there's also uh, and and maybe this is the this is part of the consequences of transitioning to a both end because hmm. an either or is yeah either sucks, or, or you carry awesome. one side right yeah but a both end kind of pokes holes and even your best moments there's always that shadow side to it I, I picture someone who is the peacekeeper at thanksgiving dinner right oh god and so <laughs> the republican uncle uh, he's not stressed about anything other than he's got to deal with his uh, Democrat sister-in-law. The peacekeeper is also worried about the Democrat aunt that's the sister-in-law to the Republican uncle. And so that that person is feeling the weight of both sides uh, and, and living. Um, I mean, I think of it as walking a tightrope. Like you're in that constant state of balance. But you know that... As you said that, what came to my mind was uh, when you met with Dr. Jerome. So uh, you and I drove to, uh, to his office. It was about a five-hour drive, and we spent two full days there. And he talked about um, – and so, so there's, there's more to this than just emotional. There's, there's the physical weight to it, too, sure. and there's the physical response. And I remember him saying that your body was in this constant state of trying to, to figure out where its balance was. Right. It, it, and the exhaustion, because you're the, not just, you're not just subconsciously walking. Your body was in a state of falling, like it thought it was falling. And so it was constantly trying to, to, to uh, correct. Yeah. So, so little known fact or really known fact that we just don't reflect on is humans have more than five senses. You know, we have taste, touch, smell, um, and hearing, taste, touch, smell, hearing, and feeling. But uh, we have more than that. We know we do. Science mm -hmm. tells us. And one of those is the vestibular system, which right. is how we relate ourselves to the world around us. And uh, that comes from cues from your, uh, from your brain, but from your eyes, from your hearing, right. from all these different places. And, and the... Um, the, the hypothesis that Dr. Jerome have, and it seemed to borne out was yeah. um, that um, my vestibular system, which had already been compromised, was kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of, I wasn't in a healthy place where I should have taken the booster. Uh, or or to say it this way, the, the booster had more effect on me than it would someone in full yes. health. right. Still, still efficacy, uh, still, still would have kept me from dying probably if I'd right. gotten COVID right, at right. That, those times. It's before Omicron. Um, but he talked about you not having that work and your brain having to make 
micro adjustments mm-hmm. all day long is like you said, like going up or down a stair, missing a step. What happens? You catch your right. breath, you brace yourself, you tense up, all those kind of pieces happen. I feel like the world's vestibular sense it's good. is off. Yeah. I feel there's total a sense. bunch of bunch of different pathways into us figuring out where we are in relationship to our surroundings. And I feel like over here, my eyesight's failing and over here, um, yeah. there's, there's the stress of just holding uh, ourselves in the same posture without getting relief. And, and over here is, um, you know, this, this virus that has basically, um, hurt our equilibrium. And, and so it's not a one silver bullet kind of thing. It's a mini lever. Yeah. So, so unpack that, that for a second. So go back to 2020 yeah. and, and the, the country, the U S was in a, in a heightened state because of the political climate. Right. So you had, um, and let me just to be clear to the listener. We haven't prepped any of this talk where this is all us riffing. No, we're right now. no, that's, and that's, that's why you're hearing the breathing in the microphones right. is, right. uh, man, let me, <sighs> I gotta, yeah, I gotta think, think on that, that. <laughs> process that like, I think, um, cause all, all I've described it at work as, uh, we, where, where I work at the university, we've been going for 24 straight months, uh, starting this week. So spring break of 2020, um, our department never closed. We didn't work remote. Uh, We were always on because it was getting students home from spring break. It was taking care of uh, students who who were left but didn't have the resources uh, to to thrive and survive. Um, And then it was getting the campus ready. So just nonstop. And the way I was describing it um, back during the holidays was, uh, and and I, I'll jump back to my original point, and that was during the political piece, you knew that every four years during the presidential election, there's a tension and you brace for it and you navigate it, you know, whatever that means for you. And, and just as we got through that, all of a sudden COVID makes it to the U.S. Like I remember watching the cruise ships and people couldn't get off of them. And, and the thought is, yeah, we had the bird flu before and we had all these viruses before, but then it lands here and everything shuts down. And you're thinking, how many weeks will this last? And then it lasts a hundred and some weeks. <laughs> we're like, we're still com- we're coming out of it now. Yeah. As if that wasn't enough, then there, you know, uh, then we had the social injustices that were happening and, and, and the, uh, the tensions that were going on around the country and, and uh, everything that was going on there. And then, all of a sudden you come in. And so it was one thing. And then just as it looks like, oh, maybe, maybe we're shifting from pandemic to endemic and, and life resumes to normalcy. Now we're talking World War III. Well, and you can also say that four year cycle of presidency. I mean, it, it, without any, it, it doesn't matter which side you're on. It's getting earlier and earlier and right. earlier yeah. when the campaign starts. And this particular campaign didn't have an end. Like there's still a large part of America oh, absolutely. that believes that, that, that 
Trump is still president and there's everybody else still fixating on Trump. And so you're right. I mean, it feels like there's a continual like like there's just not been the natural pause. Right. Which we get before the next thing. Um, and and you know what? I'm, I'm sitting here looking at you and your Dodgers hat. And that's a really <laughs> nice are you wearing a pink shirt too? I'm wearing a red and blue shirt, which I'm sure mm, blends together. It looks, looks pink. It looks kind of pink from yeah. here. I'm wearing a pink shirt too. That's pretty surprising. But I'm looking at us right now and I'm thinking, God, this must be what it feels like to not be a white dude in America. Mm. <laughs> this must mm. this must be what it feels like to continually yeah. For it to never end. For it to never end. Yeah. And and maybe this time, maybe after this one. Right. But you get like to the maybe point, But you get to the point where no, hell no. Right. It's just never gonna end. No, and, and I, I you think about it with uh whether it was school shootings, whether it was um climate change and, and natural disasters and um you think of uh, racism, systemic racism. You think of just everything. Like you can, we can, we can throw it all out there, and it's um, and and again, if I'm not wrong, we're evolutionarily designed. We're biologically designed to focus on the negative more than the positive. Well, I mean, th I mean think our, about our think about a negative thought, right? A negative right, thought gets etched in what in so many seconds, but a positive memory takes minutes. Right, because that's our that's our fight or flight that's design. That's what right, was that's how we escape. But when there is nowhere to flee to, right there, right. That's. I mean, escapist literature is not even damn escapist literature anymore. Hmm. Even my, you know, even even. Uh, there was a simplicity to the world that I feel like at this point. So if you look at Brian McLaren, we've talked about it before. He's talking about this idea of deconstruction, but he says there's simplicity and then there is complexity and then there is perplexity and mm -hmm. then there is harmony. I feel like we're at the point, not of complexity anymore, but of perplexity. All right. Say, say those four again. So he talks about this in Naked Spirituality, I think, was the first book he discussed it. But he says, we all have this place, right? So simplicity is the world that's been handed to us, right? If you want to think about it in that sense, or if you want to think about it as development of an individual, um, hey, this is what mom and my dad says, and so this is how it is. Christianity may be the same way or Islam or another kind of fundamentalist faith where there's, um, this is it. This is just the only way that there is it's black or white. It's, uh, it's evil or, or good. It's or sacred or right. secular. It's all the others, but you can still keep those thoughts to the side. They, they, they make up the margins, the peripheral of your vision, your understanding, your life then you get to the damn place where it's complexity, right? I mean, uh, perplexity. So we've gone from complexity, which is 
these things kind of on the margins or peripherals. But when it gets to complexity, you can no longer. So we go from simplicity to complicity. Complexity to perplexity. Perplexity is when a lot of people leave the faith or leave the organization or leave the church or leave the whatever because they can't see anything but what's wrong anymore. Hmm. And so what McLaren talks about is that the impulse in those points of times is to kind of push away or become so close that you don't really hear anything at all. But what he says is, is we lean in and listen to and we catch the larger picture, which makes all of these things make sense. And that becomes harmony. And then harmony is also the beginning of a new simplicity. Hmm. <laughs> and it just spirals over and over and over. And I feel like our, our civilization, our culture right now, our churches, our family structures, our whatever, is going through the travails of birthing ourselves from a complexity uh, or a perplexity to a to a harmony kind of place. So does Ma- does McLaren simplicity. say that this happens um, every twenty years? Is there a, well, a cyclical nature to it? Does it? No, he doesn't really. He's talking about an individual and their deconstruction. Right. But he does so that's say a lifetime, it's cyclical. Yeah. He says it's cyclical and then it just keeps happening, right? Uh, if you're growing, if you're becoming more of an individual, then you're going to continue to have new questions raised, new things, punch holes in your understanding of the world. Um, this is for Gabe Stodmore, but... It gets you to a new paradigm. He loves it when I say the word paradigm for some reason. Um, but it gets you to a new place, but that new place is also uh, makes you ask questions. And those questions reveal that what you've known in the past is not enough. And so then you have to keep moving forward and forward and forward. We talk about not putting God, not putting life, not putting whatever in a box. But the truth of the matter is, is all we have is boxes. So we can only trade up box sizes. It's not that we can ever rid ourselves fully of a conceptual or a paradigmatic box. Oh, it's Friday night. It's getting late when I start using damn words like paradigmatic. <laughs> Sorry. And you haven't had any anesthesia. Usually those words don't break out until the recording yeah. of you being uh, coming out of recovery. Liv just walked into the room. And, Liv! Uh, and she can't hear you because I have headphones on. And oh, that's right. Uncle that's Matt right. says, hey. Yep. She says hi. And, you know, Friday yeah. nights are her jam to uh, to stay up until 2 o'clock in the morning and binge uh, some type of show. But, um, no, like when you, when you were describing uh, the perplexity, like that's, that's where my brain took an off-ramp for a second. The perplexity of... Um, where people walk away or they push back, right? Is that, can you elaborate on, uh, or or what does McLaren say in the sense of, do they walk away, not necessarily because maybe they lost the faith, maybe they're growing in their faith, 
and it looks different? Is it that the bad outweighed the good? And so they said, there's no hope here. Like do, or do people get, I would imagine people get stuck in these stages, right? Like they, they tap out like at perplexity and then they're done. Right. No, I mean, you can get frozen. I think in any of these pieces, right. And his book is about pretty simple, um, but authentic ways to pray just words, you know, right, right. as a prayer or, uh, wow, or that kind of thing. And, uh, and I say that because I think if we were, if we were talking about this 30 years ago, like I think my, my mind tends to go to when was the last time that I felt this way or when was the first time that I felt this way. And I go back to childhood during the cold war. Right. And any time that it you looks, are that old. Yes, I am. People don't even know what the cold war is. They think it's something to do with climate change. Um, hmm. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, but like the answer that we were given growing up was pray more, right? Or the escape is coming. The rapture is going to happen and we'll be right. out of here. The world's growing more and more evil. And then it's our time to leave. Sound familiar? Did you, did you have similar experience? I, uh, yeah, I did. And as you're saying that, I'm also thinking about what we were going to talk about, which is othering. Mm -hmm. Um, it's hard for me now. There, there, let me bear with me for just a minute as I, mm -hmm. um, snake my way around okay. what I want to get to in these transitions from a box to another box in these transitions from complexity to harmony, which give you a new simplicity. It's often said, once you've opened that box, you can't go back. Once you've swallowed that pill, once you've, Once seen, you've seen it you can't this unsee way, it. you can't unsee it. So I, one of the things that's helped me in the last 10 years, and I think we talked about it, right, is the idea of uh, mimetic theory or scapegoat mechanism. Mm -hmm. All right. This is Rene Girard. And so I, I, I once I saw that the othering, is a scapegoating process by which we say there's this group of people mm -hmm. or this person or this system of thought is the enemy, the other. Mm -hmm. And then I do violence to the other, the collective and the individual stress is somewhat released. Okay. I was talking to a kid in my class yesterday and she said, I'm going to hit him if he does it again. And I said, but that's not, what is that going to do? This is, other it, than, these are two students talking about each other. No, this is one student talking about a, another student. About, about another student. Class. Got it. Making sure a teacher wasn't going to hit it. <laughs> no, <laughs> this student is like, this student's like, I'm going to hit him. And I'm like, but think about that. You're intelligent. How is that going to help anything? And she said something that I've heard 
thousands of times. It's going to make It'll me feel me, better. Help me feel better in that Absolutely. moment. Yeah. As we transition to a world where there's only we, right? Mm-hmm. Once we commit ourselves to the interconnectedness of all things and that we all share the same and that there is no us and them, there's only we. Where is the valve release? Right. And I'm not sure that the world has figured out what that valve release is yet. Because because if anything, it feels like we're moving deeper into us and them versus we as we as we watch the division does that make sense uh to a part of me <laughs> i mean like you know i'm i'm reading a quote that somebody puts i, I there's a facebook plug there's a group or a person that i follow called um galactic orthodoxy and it had this it's it's mostly centered on thoughts around the Orthodox Church. And it had this um, Orthodox priest who was being asked, what do we do in a conflict, right? Like, like what we're seeing between Russia and Ukraine, how do we pray? And the priest was like, you don't pray for one side. You pray for all. Um, and the person who posts is like, I don't know how much of this I agree with. And then said, um, or maybe it said, I am in and out of agreement with this statement. And so do we, is, is, is it proper and fitting to be against, push against an ideology? But how do you personify an ideology? I mean, that's kind of what the Satan was in Scripture. It was a personification right. of evil. The so enemy. You could, yeah. But I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out when you're at that complexity and then you move into perplexity. Mm -hmm. How do you necessarily find the harmony in the moment? And, and are these stages, because I go, I go analytical in my thinking with it. Are you completely out of one stage before you enter into another? Is he there would a say no. Right, there's overlap, like there's the transitional. Sure, and not only right. is there overlap, but you might bounce back to... Right, that, no, that's a good point. Forward ...in the moment. And then there's the piece of us that are, when we have the capacity to be mature or not. And here's the deal. I was thinking about this today. How do we truly mourn? I mean, there was a funeral profession procession in front of me today and i had a student who was out of school but do you know how many times somebody passes in our lives these days and we have to be back at work after the funeral right. 
or we have to be back the next day, or we have to get back into classes in school. And I, I understand in agrarian society, the cows got to be milked. That the, <laughs> the chickens Somebody, got to be fed. Somebody's hitting pause right now and going, I missed something. We were, we were here. We were at a funeral. Cows are getting milked. Well, what I'm saying is in agrarian society, you, there were things just like there right. are today that still had to happen. Right. But that's when a neighbor came over and did it. Yes. Or community. You can milk a cow and still mourn. You're not having to put on a face. I had an individual yesterday who was commenting on my sermon from this last Sunday. <laughs> was this was the sermon you could milk a cow and still mourn? Was that yes. the name of the sermon? No, I think she would have enjoyed that more. That you probably got uh, a lot of downloads on that one. I'm I'm kidding. This person actually I trust this person a lot and they're one of my biggest supporters and encouragers, but I was I was down. Mm -hmm. Okay. And felt this way. And I kind of at the place where I don't want to put on a fake face. You don't want to fake it till you make it. Well, and if I had been preaching on something other than the trials of Phyllis Wheatley. Right. Right. African-American slave. uh, If I had been doing something other than that, then maybe it would have been more in line, but it was, it was a sermon that allowed for us to just kind of grieve a little bit as we went along and we're praying for Russia. I don't want to pray for Russia and Ukraine. And then in the next breath go, all right, our programming this week, don't make make, you know, that wasn't the tone of the day, but I'm just, I'm, I'm concerned that we really don't understand what mourning is anymore. Hmm. That we, we go to the extremes and we either wallow in grief forever mm-hmm. with no end, or we shortchange the grief process. That's my understanding that the book of Lamentations... I don't read Hebrew. But if you did. But if I did, it's my understanding that each of those chapters is an acrostic. So that each verse or each line starts with the letter of the alphabet and proceeds forward. Okay. Okay. So it starts with Aleph, right? And ends with the last word letter of the hebrew alphabet so it would basically be the equivalence of for an english-speaking person going from a to z okay and that the very writer of these lamentations and grief who ends with this piece about you know joy comes in the morning (laughs) grief may endure for the night but joy comes in the morning is that yes grief at some point has to end but before you can get to that morning part, you've got to go A through Z. With yes, there's good. no shortcuts. And that, that was very apparent to the readers of the Hebrew. Uh, we don't see that. We, and, and that 
that is a truly foreign concept in American society today. Uh, we, we had a student leader that, that worked under the two of us uh, or that we advised in, at different times in their educational career, and you'll remember this. I can remember wrapping up a, uh, a team meeting and uh, this person was serving in a, a senior student leadership role. And they came up to me afterwards and they said, I can do everything you do. The only difference is you have better stories. If I had your stories, I'd be where you are. Now, I'm 15 years older than the person. Lived a lot more life at that point. And I said, that's called life. But there was this mindset that they were approaching this from that all I need is a few stories and I can fast track. I think back to how the conversation started, right? Right. Feels like we've been in this forever or it feels like when will this end? When will the, and even feeling that even with the changes that we're seeing that the case cases are down the morbidity rate, uh, the number of deaths, right? I mean, like everything, and we still feel this, right? right. And we talked about uh, the great resi- – <clears throat> we've talked about the great resignation that, that we saw from COVID. We saw people rebalancing their lives. But I still don't know that we fully um, have processed, grieved, gone through everything that these seasons have represented. You know, I'm no, hearing this. Uh, I'm hearing this plane fly over the house right now, and it's really low. So oh. distracted me. Yeah, there, yeah. there's. Um, yeah, the body keeps the score. The, these kind of books are these ideas of how trauma mm-hmm. lives with us, uh, stays with us, and how it takes some deep. Um, and I don't mean this in Alabama youth camp fashion, but exorcism uh, <laughs> of these wounds. Not of all places for the exorcism, youth camp. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of was, was that pretty common? Like yeah, who, who performed oh, the, be- was, the best exorcism? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not, yeah. That was like a fine arts thing, like fine arts were these uh, these uh, talent shows that the Assemblies of God probably still does, and you would be no, judged. They do. They they, do. do they? Um, Nicole looked at me the other day and she said, "Do you know fine arts is still a thing?" And I'm like, "God, fine yeah. arts has been around for forty years." She was she was like, "Human videos are still a thing," and I'm like, "See, yeah, only only on Whistlepig and the Bear do you learn about human videos, grief." Uh, <laughs> Complexity, perplexity, and harmony. Renee Girard, uh, Phyllis Wheatley, um, Galactic Orthodoxy. Like these are, you only get this here. Human videos. Imagine a lip sync that's then acted out uh, as a mime. It's basically that. What are those link sync battles that are hosted? Oh, on MTV? yeah, yeah, it's, with LL Cool J and. Yeah. Chrissy Teigen, but yeah. It, but it's meant to explore the gospel. And it's meant to um, 
convict, challenge, inspire you to make a change conversion. in Conversion. Conversion. <laughs> How did we get off? Oh, wait a minute. Backtrack for a second. How did we get off on fine arts? Um, fine arts. I want to rewind, but I can't. Um, I don't know. Fine art. Oh, exorcisms. Exorcism oh, yeah, 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 yeah. at youth camp like should have been a category where like rising uh, talent, and they would call it the Matt Hewitt Award. And tonight's recipient of the Matt Hewitt Lifetime Achievement Award for Best Exorcism is, and then the orchestra plays, and then they mine announce. mine the ones I perform were the more peaceful and, and often. And you're saying this with all with all seriousness on your face right now. <laughs> Is the is the piece that's cracking me up? Well, <laughs> I can't I can't hide from it. Yep. Once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. <laughs> or once you once you've cast that devil out, you can't. Oh gosh. It. Okay. So ex- where did, uh, how the hell do we, we get, get back off on, on track? From yeah. That? No, but like we're like you feel this you feel this weariness. Uh, from all of this and like my 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 point somewhere in there was before that was um yeah i just i don't know that we know how to do we don't know how to do this and all right so we don't know how to do it we don't know how to do it and that's and and that's and that's this that's this whole episode of not prepping other than discussion on look we don't we don't have answers for this so but let's offer some we don't have the answer. We don't want. For this. We don't want to just leave them hanging. Like guys, sorry. No. This, this uh, people, we're sorry. <laughs> this is the end. No. This is the last episode. Uh, no. We're doing a Thelma and Louise. Ah, uh, Thelma and Louise. Thelma and Louise. Hmm. No, we yeah. want to like this whole thing let's, is meant to let's, encourage. Let's, yeah, let's let's offer some ways that we pause, that we breathe, that we correct. Yes. So I would say first and foremost, uh, for me, breathing is what helps. Um, the irony there is sitting know. last year in the doctor's office with you and your pulse ox was in the 80s. Imagine what you weren't it would have been. Imagine what it would have been if I had not been meditating, right, meditative. right breathing and it's and it's as simple as uh, taking in a deep breath through the nose a breath through the nose holding for three seconds breathing out and breathing so as square breathing box breathing right right not not to not to blow the candle out but to make the uh, the, the flame dance, dance so to speak why don't you can you explain box breathing right off the top of your gourd? yeah bo- box breathing uh inhale for for a count let's say we'll go with six seconds uh hold that breath for six seconds exhale for six seconds hold the exhale for six seconds and then repeat right now some people will do a modified version you know where it's rectangle inhale for four hold for six um but yeah it's um Something that that I've taught in some of the classes at at, at the college have been um, what people don't realize uh, smokers 
one of the the reasons that smoking calms their nerves other than the nicotine and additives and the the chemicals is the deep breathing that a person does when they're smoking a cigarette they're taking long drags so imagine you're smoking a cigarette without smoking a cigarette yes and then they hold it they get the long exhale to push the smoke out um and so uh, one of the one of the strategies in helping someone quit smoking is when they crave the cigarette to go outside and just practice the deep breathing. A lot of times that will calm or bring some relief to anxiety or, or nervousness or something that would be making you want to smoke. But yeah, just deep breathing, and it goes to and and you can find this. You could oh, podcast yeah, the hell absolutely. out of this or. Or um, any of these apps, God, Calm, yeah. or any of those pieces, or, uh, the free parts yeah. of it, or or just YouTube. I mean, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, there's ample, ample opportunity. And again, to, to your point earlier of the fight and flight and and the design of the of the human brain, the evolution of the human brain. Part of that is telling your brain, "I'm okay right now," when it's getting that oxygen. Right. For you sitting in Dr. Jerome's office, I'm not falling. Right. Right. It's everything's okay. There's no saber toothed tiger coming for me around the corner. I think another thing that's been very helpful to me in, in most self help books um, or spiritual formation um, books on how to kind of overcome anxiety and stress will typically have this amongst their first 20 pages is uh, developing the practice of gratitude, Mm -hmm. finding things, physically writing or typing them down, saying them aloud, keeping a list of things you're grateful for. You're actually training your brain to concentrate on the good. And, and what I would say here, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, as you had said before, we're programmed genetically. Um, we're prepped evolutionarily to concentrate on the negative. Yes, and and that's the, a survival instant. Like the, the what's going wrong? Bush, what could go wrong? What's here? Jumping yes. out at me. Yeah, what's going to eat me today? How do I look for these telltale circles? So you're literally having to self-correct those very natural pieces of who we are and And again they weren't created for bad purposes absolutely not for for protection but and i think this goes back to we when we don't when are when there are seasons when there are emotions that we don't like that we're not familiar with that we're not accustomed to we don't want to stay there very long and so how can I hurry and get through this? And and that's that doesn't that's not always the answer. You you can compartmentalize it at some point, uh, in my opinion, um, you deal with this now or later. Like it's it's right. part of um, and, and when you say that, when you say the part about being thankful, something that, that I've shared with folks and and just from my own experiences is I'm not talking about uh, Thanksgiving uh, blessing thanks that you give um, one of the and I can't remember the um, the periodical or the article that it was in 
was that there were studies showing that the human brain uh, doesn't, can't do anxiety um, and, and gratitude, deep gratitude simultaneously. And so the gratitude right. has to be, I'm not just thankful for my partner or my significant other. It's I'm thankful about these traits and actually oh, experiencing yeah. the joy that those traits bring, right? And, and sitting with that gratitude um, is the key to it. If it's, oh, I'm thankful for my wife, I'm thankful I have a job, I'm thankful for this, uh, that's, that's not what we're talking about here. And we're not talking about denial. Right. We're not talking about Pollyanna. It's an old school Haley Mills reference. Yeah. If you don't remember her, she was the original teacher for Saved by the Bell. If you don't remember Saved by the Bell, I can't. I can't help you. We can't help you. You're on the wrong. You've somehow stumbled, stumbled upon the wrong podcast. But, but yeah, um, I think I think gratitude, and I think one way to engage gratitude is to look someone in the eye and to tell them what you're thankful for or grateful for yeah. about them. I the, mean, the greater the emotion that you can experience, right? Visualizing right. it, hearing it, a smell, touch, anything that you can do, the human uh, interaction, anything that you can do to enhance the feeling uh, only goes deeper and is more effective. I would say something else that's very important, and it may seem childish, but it's not. It's childlike, is the, the importance of play. Hmm. Uh, you know, when, when uh, evolutionary biologists talk about the fact that we have three brains kind of stacked on top of each other um, that, that, that you have your reptilian and then your mammalian and then your human reptiles don't really play. Really? Have you ever seen a reptile play? Yeah. Velociraptors. Oh, come on now. Uh, no, I mean like, I guess I've always thought of reptiles doing nothing but playing, but maybe that's not what they're doing. Like I think of the little animal chameleon lizards in, no, they're just Florida. crawling around. Man. They're just they're just going for the next. Yeah, hmm. there's no humor. I mean, but think about the sci-fi kind of reptilian kind of people. Remember V? When oh, it came out, yes, right. Visitor, and they would peel uh, but, their human skin off, and they would be yeah, lizard yeah. skin underneath. But, but reptiles don't care for their young. Typically, they're hmm. they're part of what makes it the mammalian brain is we develop this close sense of community and a family and a mm. play. I mean, take a difference between an alligator and a dolphin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Right. I mean, look at the difference between a snake and a monkey. I mean, there, there's this humor, the, you know, your dog or your cat's got a personality. I am so glad that this podcast name, ended up being two mammals right. and not a reptile well, and, a, and a mammal. I wouldn't have let that happen. Yes, thank you. All right, but we could do a bizarro podcast <laughs> where we were like uh, toad and the wet anaconda. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Know. If we were reptiles, what reptile would you be? If I was any reptile, what would I be? 
Not an amphibian. Uh, how about a Komodo? A how about a, a Komodo dragon? Man, someone is <laughs> compensating right now. At five foot said, six. I'm tired of being the small one. I want to be the Komodo <laughs> king of the lizards. King of the lizards. Yeah. <laughs> how long? How long do those things live? Komodos. Yeah. I don't know. Long time. Well, what's going to mess with them? Is a a tortoise is a reptile, right? Yes. Yes. A tortoise. I can see you being the tortoise, like the one that lives two hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> not because you're slow, because you're not slow. People are actually uh, amazed by your by, by your sprinting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember when we were stranded on I four and yes. the buses started back? Yes. Those teenage kids were like, oh. "Look at him move! Look at <laughs> people, the fat man!" No, people move. were blown away, and then they go, "Well, how do you think he got those calves?" That's right. But anyway, we digress. Yes. Um, what lizard so, would you be? Uh, I mean, well, not lizard, reptile. Uh, which is that's a lizard. Okay. So, but not I all reptiles say, are lizards. What? Yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on. Not all. Not all. Reptiles are lizards. All lizards are reptiles, right? All lizards are reptiles. Right, but not but all reptiles right. are lizards. No, there are other reptiles. Right, We're so what reptile would you tortoise. be? Well, yesterday... If you I, could pick, not the one that I would two, pick for you. Two, day, two days ago, the question of the day in my class brought to you by Haley Standing Deer. And Haley, you're probably listening to this, and I'm, hey, Haley. I'm not sure if you should. But Haley, Haley said... Uh, uh, if you could be an animal for a year, what animal would you be? For one year. And why? And uh, somebody meant to say skink, but they said, <laughs> I'd be a skank. <laughs> and everybody's like, what? And like, isn't that what it's called? Oh. That blue lizard, that skank? Blue-tailed skank. Like, no, no, no. Skank no, means skink. something else where I'm from. <laughs> I, it means that here. Yes, okay. We were all like, what? <laughs> But you're a skank now. <laughs> you're a skinky skank. Why would you stay one? Right. But uh, I don't know. A tortoise sounds good. Okay. I like tortoises. Probably some kind of snake or a tortoise. Okay. So you've said uh, the breathing, the gratitude. Mm -hmm. What was, did you have another one or? Oh, I got a bunch of them. Yeah. Service helps. Service helps actually doing something tangible that helps someone out yeah it actually ends up helping you more than them probably hmm. it, it it can't help but foster illicit gratitude hmm. um as long as it's not done in a perfunctory manner or a manner in which hey, you're trying hey. to feel good about yourself this one's pg-13 so watch your perfunctory <laughs> language uh but some of these some of these become so cliche right Yeah, but they still work no they work that's the thing is is it's easy to sit here and you look at it what i would say is there's there's a term that that's used in social uh in edi work um um right. microaggressions explain, explain edi to the listener equity diversity and, inc and inclusion right. uh edi b, b the b being belonging uh, called microaggressions, and it's it's uh, uh, racist or hostile. Uh, it's impact, not intent. Uh, like 
it's, it's not about your intentions. It's about the impact of, of your actions. I had borrowed microaggressions, put a positive spin on the language, went with microassertions, right? I say all of that to say what's, what's one action that you could do, uh, and I'll throw some, some things in that I do, but what's one of these that you could do with a 0% chance of failure? Well, I can, I can make a list of things that I'm thankful for. I can make a phone right. call and tell someone. For me, now this one, some of these have a higher bar, some of them uh, lower entry point. Hey, let's not just gloss past the point of you. You came up with micro assertions? Uh, micro assertions. So it's the... This, you didn't read that somewhere. Nah. Cause it, Damn, cause I was, that's good. That's I was, good, I was hearing so much of it because we were in, right, in right. this. EI, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, but I was also sitting with students who were going through these experiences, right. And they were right. unpacking, um, some of the weight of it. And, and I, and if I've, if I did read it somewhere, it's like the, the comic that still is a joke. If I did read it somewhere, then somebody can message and, Tell me why I heard it, but uh, sure. I just remember thinking, what's the small, and, I, and the, the visual that I had was trying to get across a creek or a river, and instead of focusing on trying to get to the other side of the river, how can I be completely out of this emotion? How can I be completely out of this dark season? Uh, that's, that feels unattainable. That doesn't feel doable, so it, it paralyzes me to sit still. For me, what's, what's the one step in the river here? What's the first rock that I can step to? And there's no chance of failure, and right. I called that a micro uh, assertion. Um, and I like that. That's much better than the. It's the second time that I've heard micro this week. Um, I don't. Know, a, I don't want to know what the. Okay. Uh, what was the other one? No, you do want to hear. Okay. Yeah, I do. The question of the day was. I was scared a, for a second. The question of the day for my students um, was. Um, what is a comeback to a bully that does not include cursing? Okay. Right. So how can you, a response, come, a response okay. to a bully. And the one kid said, Hey buddy, you got a micro penis. <laughs> That's where I thought this was going, which led me to a revelation, which was that for the Greeks, penis size it was preferred that you had very small penis size and for the greek culture for the greek and roman culture and that's why their statues have the small penises that they oh because that's where because, my brain went was to the to the right, Michael. because to I have mean, to a large David. penis yeah. was to be brute was to be uncivilized was to be really holy carnal i've read a couple of articles after this uh that that that's what they say. That's why they explain the arc. Maybe, maybe a listener will say that's bullshit and they'll correct us. And I'm again, this, please. This, do. Epi this segment but brought to you by Cialis. <laughs> why are they in separate bathtubs? <laughs> Makes no sense to me. Liv knows all I mean, the that... pharmaceutical jingles. She can come in and sing it for us. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. The separate bathtub commercial that didn't. So micro assertions, micro assertions. That is nice. I like that. What can I do? What step can I do? Not to take myself fully out of the funk. Right. But what is one thing I can do that I know that I can do it without failing? That's that's brilliant. Connect like that. connect with nature. 
definitely whether that's grounding okay right. which is something that oh, i love going out and just standing about. barefooted in the grass <laughs> I'm, I'm i mean you, you i don't know if you're joking or not no there's something about what, summertime what, it's grounding i, I found out later grounding is yeah and it's the idea that we're electrical creatures the earth has an electricity about it and so we lose that when we put these insulated shoes in between the the soul i mean there's a reason we're called humans right human from hummus right humus and out of the garbanzo beans yeah you know my dad invented southern hummus hummus what's southern hummus made from i swear i swear 15 years ago before i saw it anywhere maybe 20 plus years ago um, he would take, and instead of garbanzo beans, he would make a hummus dip out of butter beans. I thought you were going to say out of butter. No, out of butter beans. And I kid you not, you walk into some high-class barbecue restaurant. Butter bean hummus. And they call it butter bean hummus. They serve with toast points. This episode um, brought to you by... Mark We've had more sponsors butter bean on this hummus. one episode from Cialis to... Butter hummus. <laughs> this is what happens when we do these on Friday nights. Um, so connecting with nature uh, is one. Um, yeah. Um, Physical touch. Yeah. So there's, it doesn't have to be sex. It can just be good, positive, visited. So, so here's where I'll really take us out when people think, uh, when they refer to me as the, uh, the, the heretical spectrum that I'm on. Uh, I'm, I'm going through this uh, teaching with Deepak Chopra right now. Not personally. It's a recorded one. And and the three <laughs> things every morning. I just want to be clear. I'm not hanging out with Deepak yet. Yeah, um, not yet. Not yet. Um, the first one is... I love Deepak's hair. Oh, and I noticed his glasses. He has a pair of glasses that he has bedazzled. Oh, yes, he has. With the hot glue gun. Yeah. I think you need to do that with yours. I've got a silver You've got, thing right you, there. That's what I'm saying. And you could add to it. Uh, so three things every morning. Uh, one is practice just being, right? So have a question. What the heck does that mean, Steve? <laughs> how in the hell do you just be? Um, take a question and just sit with the question, right? Like, um, and sitting without answering it, sitting without thinking about it. And it's... It's like the first time you told me to meditate, and I said, how long should I do it? And you said, well, typically you do it for 10 or, well, no, in your case, you better start with four minutes. And I said, four minutes? And then I found out why. Um, I thought I'd been meditating for 20 minutes, and it had been three minutes. Um, yep. uh, being, <laughs> c connecting with nature, whether it's smelling a flower, uh, sitting in the sun. I love a sunrise or a sunset. That's my thing right now. Picking up a piece of dirt. Uh, picking up a piece of dirt, holding it, right? Filling the bark on a tree. Yep. Th that's what I did this morning, like uh, just putting my hand on the bark of a tree. Yep. Uh, and then the third one is, right, and this will tie into maybe an upcoming episode, and we've touched on it in this one, and that is that um, that I won't label uh, others, that any opportunity that I get today uh, that I would avoid uh, labeling, right? Um, and so... Whether that's, oh, that person's not wearing a mask. This person is wearing a mask. Uh, this person's driving like an idiot. Uh, this person always does just avoiding that labeling. Um, 
anything along those lines. So that's, that's been really helpful. Um, and still kind of walking. The first two seemed really doable. That third one, man, as soon as you are now your long drive, how long do you, how far do you drive into work? A lot of traffic. If I, if I hit traffic, we're talking four minutes. Four. I feel like you could walk to work. I have many times. Yeah. Four minutes. When he, when in fact, when it gets a little more light out, when, when the sun rises a little earlier, uh, I'll often just walk to work. Do you warm your car up in the wintertime? Does it sit longer idling and like warming up longer than it does the actual drive there? Or do you yes. just hop in and get it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Even this, it, yes. The uh, clearing the frost, defrost right. the windshield takes, takes longer than longer your drive. Than just being there. Yep. So anyway, those are some things uh, that I do. And, and again, encourage you uh, look at um, something else that's been helpful and you and I have talked about this. Dr. Jerome shared it as well, is looking at the, uh, and we don't have time in this episode to get into it, sympathetic, parasympathetic system. Vagus, Vagus nerve. nerve, right? There's tons of there's tons of material out there for free. On the and here's, here's, my, uh, here's my bonus, and I'll, I'll close up with mine on this one. Singing. Singing in the shower. Singing out loud stimulates the vagus nerve, uh, which then affects some of this and so um yeah the vagus nerve and and that was something that was critical in some of the the work that you did with dr jerome was right. vagus nerve work so gargling but yeah gargling stimulates the vagus nerve down, yeah yawning raspberry did raspberries no raspberries did not stimulate the no. vagus nerve yeah yeah raspberries did they I couldn't mm-hmm. remember i think I'm not not sure. eating them those kind of raspberries nope. That one was for free. which we found out I couldn't do. Yeah. Not to rub it in there. Uh, And community, like you said, and maybe these types of conversations with a friend, right? Well, that's one thing, right? Um, Confessing your sins one to another, okay? Well, that doesn't necessarily mean something heinous that you've done, but Mm. just... Uh, being real and open and authentic with there other folks and being received and accepted um, in spite of it, in spite of your flaws, being loved. And so you've got to know who you can confess to, who you can share with, who you can lean upon. Um, not everybody will give you what you need in those moments. Um but yeah, I would I would say spiritual friendship community. What we're talking about right now, and just the reason for this podcast is find a way to to connect. There, uh, so so maybe here's here's some encouragement. Reach out to someone that you haven't spoken to in a long time this week. Um, reach out, tell them um, what in their reach life. Out and touch the Lord as He. Oh, I was thinking. Oh. No, I was you were uh, touch someone, rather. reach out and touch someone, reach out and touch faith. That's what I was oh, thinking yeah. of right there. Depeche mode. By the way, there's a group that Tears for Fears just came out with a new album. No, yes, 2022. I'm pretty sure. Tears <laughs> and Fears. I thought you were going to say 2012, and I'm like, wow, 
He's really? No. no. Well, I'm pretty sure. I'll have to check that out. Hey, did you hear that our good friend Duke um, was just, uh, not only was his book Neighborliness picked up by Target, but he just found out today that he was invited. He'll be speaking on Good Morning America about it. No way. I know. I know. Congrats, Duke. Duke, that's awesome. We remember you before the denim. Before you were uh, Dr. Dukeson in the denim. That's Alliteration. Right. Triple D. You can't get away from it. Oh, and what was there else I wanted to tell you, Steve? There is a new... I haven't watched it. There's just a new TV show. Um, Law and Order. Guard, Guardians of Justice, which is supposed to be this horrible or brilliant, depending on how you're looking at it, superhero TV show on Netflix. But uh, the main character, I don't, I don't John know. John Cena? It, I don't know. The main character, I don't know if it's just voiced by or if it's a real thing, I have I gotta get into it and check it out. But it's Diamond Dallas Page. What? I knew you were gonna say that. You know, I dropped the diamond cutter on you. Illuminati, <laughs> diamond cutter, all the same thing. <laughs> Illuminati. <laughs> this episode brought this segment brought to you by Diamond Dallas Page <laughs> Yoga DDP Yoga. It's the best thing out there. Yeah. It is. It's pretty good. Changed Jake the Snake and gave uh, Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon. What was his other name? Um, hold on. Uh, Scott Hall. Yeah. That's and it. yeah, he was Scott Hall, right? Not Kevin Nash. Yeah. Just so y'all know, we've just been talking wrestling the last four minutes, and not wrestling. 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 All right. That's it. Anyway, man, we are all over the place tonight. People uh, ask what our conversations look like, and this is pretty much it. Oh, and it's Friday night. It is, and I have to put my dog down on Tuesday. Oh, is this Sadie? Sadie has been, Sadie is 17 years That's old. That's unbelievable. Like, it feels like a lifetime ago. Do you remember when I remember pulling into the driveway? <laughs> I didn't lie. It was omission. It was it was wrong is what it was. Keela had called and said, uh, you and I uh, were neighbors. Uh, we're on our way home. We're from- on our way home. We uh, we would ride to work together and drive home together. Keela called and said, uh, are you with Matt? And I said, yes. And she goes, uh, don't say anything. <laughs> they got a dog. <laughs> And you had been like, we are not getting a dog. We've just bought this house. Uh, we can dog yep. sit for the Gallaghers, Chance yep. and Bella. And, and it's all I can do to keep a straight face. And I'm just driving into the neighborhood. And we pull around the corner onto Laurel. Yep. Mm. And we pull in the driveway and there's Nicole. And all, you didn't even get out of the car. You just stopped. You made that sigh where you close your eyes. <laughs> and you looked at me and you said, you knew. <laughs> you knew. And you didn't and tell you me. you did. You did. You lied. And I go, I wanted to tell you. I wanted to tell you. <laughs> oh, oh, and gosh. some 17 years That was later. 17 years ago. Yeah. 
dogs don't live that long. Not, not usually. her size. She's she's she was a fifty pound dog, boy, yeah. fifty pounds. But she's just not well at all, and she's just. Nicole said she had about good thirty minutes hour today, and I'm like, well, that's that hmm. that and everything else this week is made up about an hour and ten minutes. I've got family members who don't have that much good time during the week. An hour and ten minutes. Let's not trigger me right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I got family members who don't... Yeah. Yeah. I love you all. <laughs> love everyone. We won't call uh, family names. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Ooh. That's that's not fun. Uh, but I totally get if the yeah. quality of life... It's over. So I laid in the grass with her for about an hour and just cried. And yeah. kind of begged her to go in her sleep right then. Dude, that's tough. I've had to... You've I've had, had to go through that, that stuff yeah. lately. I'm yeah. sorry. So but 17, like 17, like be a senior in high senior school. in high school. That's exactly what I was thinking. Another year, and she would have been drafted. Maybe that's it. No, let's not even play that way. It's not fun. I was thinking NBA. <sighs> All right. Well, dude, Reading I love anything you. good these days. Uh, I just picked up. Let me set my. Coffee mug down. And I was just getting ready to start it. Ah, the Will uh, Farrell autobiography. Will Smith. <laughs> you say Will Farrell. I know what I, I um Yeah, Tariq, uh, a friend of mine named Tariq, came into Tariq. my... Yeah, Tariq was visiting a couple of weeks ago, and I picked the book up while he was in town, and then a bunch of stuff happened here, and... Uh, I got stuck at like chapter three, and so I want to start over with it. But I mean, like ten minutes in the office, and Tariq had dropped like five amazing stories from it, and I'm like, "Dang! Like I gotta, I want to read that one now." Um, and it was every like it was just stories that I would have never thought of with with Will Smith, like his upbringing and stuff. That was really interesting. Uh, did you see where they're reviving Fresh Prince? Yeah, it's a drama though. But it's, it's a drama. Comedy. Yeah, mm -hmm. Bel Air. I don't know, man. There's only yeah. one Uncle Phil. There's only one Carlton. Carlton. Oh yeah. Now there's two Aunt Vibs. There were two Aunt Vibs. That's great. <laughs> Law and Order is back. No, it's not. It never went away. <laughs> it never went away. My YouTube TV has all twenty seasons recorded, and Keela's like, you know how they all end. And I said, yeah, but ba boom, you could say the same thing about the Housewives of New Jersey. They don't, though. They don't all end. They don't the all same end the same way. way. I just figured they did. Watch the, watch the two-part <laughs> episode with Robin Williams as the bad guy. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the Housewives. And I was like, Robin oh. Williams was on the Housewives of Orange County? <laughs> no. And he's the bad guy? Awesome. <laughs> Is Robin Williams... Yeah. Was he in Law and Order? Yes, that's what I'm saying. He played a bad guy, and it doesn't end the way you think it would end. I vaguely He's remember a genius. That. He's an evil genius. Of course he is. It's Robin Williams. My favorite. Best of all time. Captain, my yeah. captain. My first. I mean, he's my number one. Goodwill Hunting. He's my number one actor, and he's my number one comedian. Yeah. Sometimes I go and watch uh, YouTube uh, uh, 
Tonight Show. Him and Jonathan Winters. Of him and Jonathan Winters on, on oh Carson. Oh, gosh. It's, it's priceless. It's good stuff. Hey, real quick. Let's uh, do this before we leave. Okay. Top five. It doesn't have to be in order. Okay. Top five comedians of all time. Top five comedians. I know. We're getting out the paper. Writing this I'm down. going to blow your mind with one of mine. I'm already no, yeah, I'm already. Not. I'm already ready. This is... I'm writing them down. You're, and we're not, are we talking stand up or are we just talking comedians? Just comedians. Now, most most of these have done stand up. You may or may not know it. Yeah. But but they've right. done. So Don Knotts is not eligible. Don Knotts is not eligible. Okay. Tim Conway is not eligible. My God, that's two giants. So. Giants right there. And we're talking about the full body of their work. Yeah. Just um, goats. Okay, I've got to. I feel like I need to insert uh, match game music here. That I, I don't know how to do that. All right. Um, of all time. Oh, gosh. I cannot we're not, think of So the we're guy's not name. talking about our favorites. Uh, yeah, no, we're not talking about our favorite. How can how can they be the greatest of all time if they're not your favorite? Why would you not have? Well, I have a favorite, but he's not the greatest of all time. So you're talking about your favorites? No, I'm talking about the greatest. The greatest, not the favorites. Okay. Because if you have not listened to him, everyone should listen to. Um, okay, I've got three. Mm. I don't know how to say his name, but Kyle Kinane, I think is how you say it. I'm sure that's not it. K-I-N-A-N-E. He's brilliant, and he's on Apple Music. Okay, I've got to come up with one more. Do you have five? I do not. We could go. We could bounce off each other. Okay. All right. right. In and no certain not order. Not in order. Right. 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 Uh, Tom Pappas. Ooh, not my sense of humor at all. Would There's not make something my top. Would not, not, not make not my, greatest. He's one that I like. But I would not put him in the top thirty. Really? Sh- no. But Chappelle, yes. Yes. Notwithstanding his recent controversies. But, I mean, and yeah. The thing is, is this is, this is the thing about comedians, and I'm hearing this more and more, is, yeah. They play the role of the court jester. They do. Jester or the prophet now. But there's a difference between between making fun of power and of societal mores and those kind of pieces, there's a difference between that and pleasuring yourself in front of other people without their consent. Right. Two totally different things. Different different spectrums altogether. Because I can't go Louis C.K. I can't go Louis C.K. Can't, can't do, do it. it. Um, all right. So who was all right? So who's your first one? I said Tom Pappas. 
I said Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Um, I'm going to go um, Robin Williams. Yes, I have Robin Williams right. as well. I also have Seinfeld. Uh, I had Seinfeld, and I crossed him off. If I if I'm lumping in stand up, I love love sitcom and I love uh, comedians in cars grabbing coffee. I love the stand up though. Um, all right. I so think it's just because it's, for both it's just because it's it's all played out. All right. So I've done. T- let's see. No, I've done. I did Tom you Pappas. And I've said. This is probably really. All right, so this is this is my second one. Um, I like Ricky Gervais. Oh, that's you know what? That's not bad. That's not one of mine. Okay. Um, but that's that's actually really good. Uh, I'm gonna go. That was my third. There we go. Tom Pappas, Robin Williams, Gervais. Yep. All right, I got three right now: Chappelle, Seinfeld, and Robin Williams. And I will go with. Bill Burr. <laughs> why, why? The way why that, that rolled off of your lips as you were just sitting there writing and you go, Bill Burr. Well, it is. I'm like, D, are you making a name up right now? Is this a real person? Bill Burr? Yeah, is, is it Pepper a real Tiger? person? Tiger? Of course. He did a show called Paper Tiger. Oh, okay. Bill Burr is amazing. All right. You ready for this? Yep. Is this your last one or fourth one? And no. How many are we going? Five or ten? I did five. Okay. Well, we'll keep it at five. I'm going to blow your mind with these last two. You're, I'm, I'm going to move into a new category of respect in your mind when you hear these last two. You're not expecting I these. I don't know. Next one, Mitch Hedberg. No, that's great. That's great. You weren't Not expecting mine, that. But that's great. Mitch Hedberg's great. So he's, unique. He's a much better Stephen Wright. Yes. Would, would, would you think he was before Stephen Wright? I mean, he's deceased now, RIP. I'm pretty sure he was. Well, yeah. I don't know. They Same time. Contemporaries. Just his cadence. He, he was just stoner rather than just weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and who doesn't just love a good stoner? All right. And I'm... I'm, I'm cheating, and I'm going two. No, I'm going three. Okay. Right, I'm gonna say I'm real fast, like they're one. Like though. they're one person, Larry, yeah. Daryl, and Daryl. So here we go. It's gonna be um, Anthony uh, Jezelnik and Hannibal Burris and Chris Rock. Oh, Boom. Wow! Boom! It's like yeah. Trinity. You dropping? It's pretty good. All right, and my final. Steve Harvey. (laughs) (laughs) Bill Uh, Stiller. Now, listen, I tell you who who I was writing if we were going 10, and this one is high up there. I'm going to give an honorable mention. Uh, I want to do like a duo like you just did with a trio. Uh, My last two would be uh, Eddie Murphy. And And Arsenio Hall. And (laughs) No, loved... (laughs) The Arsenio Hall show, though. Had to watch it on satellite at my sister's house. Give it up for my dog pound. Um, And then this is the one I said that was going to blow your mind. Bob Newhart. I go to sleep listening to him all the time. Are you serious? 
It's the best voice to go to sleep to. People don't realize that he did stand up. Any way, shape, or form uh, for the lighthearted. It okay. is the darkest, perhaps, of the dark, and it is brilliant. But if you're easily offended or if you're offendable, do not listen to him. Can you be, can you be offended by comedy? People are. If you guys don't know this, Spotify and Apple Music have stand-up albums. Yes. On them. And podcast where you can find. Oh, have you? I just listened this morning to Kevin Hart, comedic genius or comedic gold, where he interviews other comics and tells really them how they get where there. he and he's interviewing. Yeah, that's cool. He's a good interviewer. I love his energy. All right. Well, I don't know if you're going to cut this comedian part or if you're just going to let it dangle out there. I'll have. I'll go and uh, see what it sounds like and go from there. But. Anyway, I love you, friend. Love you. Thanks for uh, thanks for the time this evening. Hey, am I coming up on the 18th? You are. So here's the deal, right? Uh, I think that needs to be our first, because um, that's what that's two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. So I think two weeks from now, um, we we do germ and we do Rob. Yeah, this is for the listeners too. I think is is um, we're looking at studio audience of some sort if y'all are interested yeah uh, so what DM us. what we would do is is um figure out how many people um uh, would be the right number that would work and you would dm us and we would send you a zoom link and you would be able to ask questions uh watch on camera uh but yeah <coughs> share comments thoughts that we could respond yeah. to Hey, as always, if you're out there listening, don't do life alone. Find a friend. Find someone that you can love and trust and do life with, and it'll make all the difference. Here, here. Peace out, yo. All right. Love you. Love you. Talk to you later.